Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Kick Punch D-Pads, this week we take a look back at the Rhythm Game. No, per- wait, not what? Uh, you're not doing Proper the Rap again. But you said Kick Punch. No, it's we're doing Street the- Fighter. Oh, right, because it's the 35th anniversary of Street Fighter this week on the Retrograde Podcast. Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Baskin, and with me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself, Sharuki Aaronworth. Oh, very good, Sharuki. Well, it's, it's close it's close enough to Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like this part where I have to explain my nicknames to okay, you. Okay, well, and I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. Well, I here's the problem. Okay. I bring this on myself. I know you do. Yes. Uh, it's a real Radiohead situation. <laughs> it is how I do it to myself. Uh, and and in, so instead of us sitting here just fighting each other back and forth like the titular characters in Street Fighter. Yes. All the Street Fighters. We are typical Street Fighters. We are typical Street Fighters. Yes. Uh, we are Street Fighting Man. I, we now. do. I dress in my monochromatic clothing, maybe yes. a headband, or gloves. White, red. I go red, white. Yeah, exactly. But we that's how you know we're, we're rivals. Yes, we are yeah. rivals. Or possibly teammates. You don't know. Sometimes mm. it's very confusing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, it is. It is very confusing, mm-hmm. but we're not going to be confused as we take a look at Street Fighter because it is the 35th anniversary oh, wow. of Street Fighter this year, the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you think most of them are Christian? Most of the Street Fighters? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I Except believe... for a few noticeable differences. Yes, I agree with you. I think you're thinking Dalsim. I wouldn't have. I, I, that's a generalization that I wish mm-hmm. you not to put, put on me. Thank you very okay, much. I won't put that on you. Okay, absolutely. I was thinking Blanca, but yes. Uh, oh, Blanca, <laughs> yes. No, Blanca to me. He would be the kind of he could perform miracles. We betify that guy in a heartbeat, <laughs> yes. like a hundred percent. Yes, he is also Brazilian, a classically Christian nation. So, yes. yeah, they have a yes. huge Jesus Christ that, that, <laughs> that is, is towering over that the country. Is true, just Jesus. in case you're ever reminded, like, like oh, right, yeah. Uh, uh. You know what goes over really well with the locals, and mm-hmm. I know this because uh, I can attest to this because it happened to me personally. Okay, when you're sitting there and and there's enough people around you that aren't talking to you, but you know they'll hear you, and mm. you're with your group, and you point up. To Jesus Christ yeah. on the on the the hill, yeah. I can't remember the Redeemer. Yeah, the the Redeemer, Christ the Redeemer, yes. the big statue, and you say uh, Mount Sugarloaf. Or something. You say Jesus Christ, that's a big statue. <laughs> No, no one likes that. Really? No one likes that. I thought that. you'd get a few like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, not even close. They said, uh, they said uh, you can leave our restaurant now, or something along those lines. Uh, listen, uh, but you don't have to leave our restaurant. You can no, stay in our stay. podcast. And if you're new to this podcast, mm-hmm. first of all, thanks for listening. Secondly, typically we do on the podcast is take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Usually it's something we had an affinity towards one way or another. Mm-hmm. We rate and review the games as we remember them back when we played them. Very subjective score. We play the game. Then we come back and rate and review the games as they hold up in the modern day against likes of modern games. Also to four bits. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun concept. It, it really is. When you think about when it. You think and don't think too hard. No, because it start it starts making sense. It starts making sense, indeed, Andrew. Uh, the, my brain. The original Street Fighter. We don't need to get uh, balls deep into the game just yet. <laughs> but um, we, Andrew, we're talking about a game where people punch each other to almost near death. And yes. I make a balls joke, and that's too much. That that was the line. That we was found the line. The line. Uh, the, is, the thin is, blue line, baby. <laughs> in Street Fighter 1, do you uh, also beat up cars or is that exclusively Street Fighter There 2? are bonus uh, okay. levels in Good. between some of the stages. But Street Fighter 1, a very, very different game mm. from Street Fighter 2. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. I just, yeah. I love that idea that like, hey guys, punch each other. And you're like, I'm so furious all the time. And then you got to turn around and be like, fuck this car too. Fuck this like, car. I'm so bang, bang, bang. mad. Yeah, yeah. Take like, it out. This guy, like, I'm not a doctor, but I could, you know. 
prescription or two might go a long way. Uh -huh. It just got a lot of anger in his system. <laughs> well, oh, cinder blocks. <laughs> listen, I, I would say that Big Pharma would would agree with you, and okay. I don't know that I agree with Big Pharma. Oh, I think okay. I think okay. beating one car to death. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we're we're in the was Disney it an Autobot? Universe. It was no, it was it was Owen Wilson. It was oh, voiced by Owen Wilson. Oh my which, god, almost an Autobot. But what if Cars Five comes out? And Lightning oh, McQueen great. turns into a robot. We, this that would make so much more sense. We can get the Infi Avengers Endgame moment. Yes. Of all the cars <laughs> coming through there. There's <laughs> Kit, the ride. There's uh, Herbie, the love bug. Every, yes. Everybody's there. Oh, Paul my God. Newman voicing that uh, that old uh, one of his last roles <laughs> in cars. Disney's Cars. <laughs> Um, uh, famous cars famous cars uh, we'll talk about beating up cars in a little bit okay, before sure. then I want to talk right. uh, a little bit of gaming Andrew uh, you and I had spoken in in the last week's episode about a little game called Stray yeah it's a game that uh, that we've been playing quite a bit and I want to make sort of this announcement before we move on we're going to be doing an episode based solely on the game Stray. Yes. Coming up in one or two weeks. It depends on how our schedule works out. So if you want to play along, it's going to be a spoiler cast. Yeah. Uh, spoiler cat, as we like to call yeah, them. Spoiler cat. Uh, and we uh, and we're going to be kind of reviewing the whole thing. Structure of a regular episode, but except for the gameplay break, we're just going to get straight into some spoilers. A more modern game, but something that seems to have caught the eyes, hearts, ears, minds, fingernails, toes. <laughs> Uh, genitals, genitals of the general bane public. organs, bane yeah. organs, ba yeah. bane organs, main organs. Oh, I thought you said bane organs. Like, no, no, no. And these are organs. I was from born in the, the belly. Maine. Oh, oh, main organs. Yes. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a whole episode just about Stray. We are. We are going to be doing a whole episode about Stray, a game that I I did finally just complete. Actually, you did. You beat it last night prior to oh recording this episode. I beat it. I'm going to save my thoughts until that episode. But uh, look, it's like a five and a half hour game, six hour game. Right. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Yeah, I could have found one. You, though. I was going to leave say. it to me. Yeah, to find one. Uh, if if you're out there, it's available on PlayStation Plus. It's available on uh, maybe Xbox Game Pass. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know it's available on multiple consoles. I'm not sure if it's Game Pass or PlayStation Plus. Uh, uh, only for, for a subscription mm -hmm. service way to play it. But worth playing, nonetheless. That's all I'll say on it, and then we'll move on. I also want to talk a little bit of video game news to you. I, I'd love to hear it, Mikey. Because this is a story that's been circulating a little bit, and I think we can kind of base off a little bit of our conversation on this. Uh, just kind of a hypothetical. Okay. Diablo Immortal. Okay. You're familiar? Yep. The mobile-based game yes. uh, that is uh, was originally thought of as a potential sequel to Diablo, but is more of an offshoot, it turns out. When it was announced at BlizzCon, they didn't say that. It was it was uh, treated to many boos yep. and a, uh, a drop in the stock price, believe it or not. Activision just continually dropping their stock prices for some reason, whatever. Um, this game comes out. A lot of people kind of like it, but underneath the surface is just pay to play. That's yep. all it is. It's yep. And it's very clearly a way to get money from consumers, which a lot of these mobile games are. Uh, I know some people who have played it without buying much. It was good for a couple weeks and now they're just feeling like they're they're pigeonholed a little bit yep. and their progress is stunted unless they they, they pay the piper. Uh, Bobby Kotick being the piper. Piper's, <laughs> yeah, he's in a, an adorable green hat and a flute and he's walking around. Yeah, exactly. Money, exactly. please. Um, you haven't played this game? I have not. I haven't either. I have no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> however, 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 however. Uh, uh, according to an article by VGC News, and it's actually made the made the rounds a little bit as well, okay. a Diablo Immortal player paid over $100,000 oh, wow. in upgrades. They're calling him the whale. Uh, like I he's would known. say so. He's known, yes. Um, and as a result of, of paying that much, empowering himself wow. up that much, it's essentially locked him out of PvP. 
he cannot play other people in the game because he's too high leveled. He oh wins and it puts him outside of matchmaking. So he spends all this money on the game. Yeah. And it precludes him from being able to experience the game as he was expecting to be able to, to experience it. The story's been continuing and they've since apparently patched that out of the matchmaking so he can play, but he's still kind of saying, I want a refund mm-hmm. on everything I've spent on the in-game items. Wow. Where do you fall on this? Is the guy just dumb for spending that much money in the first place? Well, yes. No yes. matter no matter, no matter what, what. Yes. Yes, absolutely. No matter how you feel about this, he is stupid for spending that much but money. But if yet. he demands a refund because he can't play the game as advertised, where do you stand there? Well, it was his choice to do it. So, like, it's not like they forced him to, like... But then again, if if the game fails at a certain aspect, maybe they should cap the amount of purchases that can be made, but that also would not make sense based on clearly their, you know, grubby little hands of trying to just make as much money as possible. 100%. Uh, I, I wonder, Bobby Kotick, sorry. His grubby Bobby Kotick, his grubby yeah. little hands. Grubby little piper hands. He yes. tries to get his grubby little hands on everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. As, as is in the deposition. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about sexual assault. <laughs> no, but but uh, Bobby, not. Bobby Kotick has grubby little hands. He has grubby and little they should hands. not be trusted. They should don't trust Bobby Kotick. Don't hands. trust him with your uh, money. Don't trust him with your body. Money, body, mind and soul, mind and soul, <laughs> <laughs> or your main organs. No, absolutely. Don't trust Do him not with your touch main organs. Them. <laughs> he will sell those on the black market for sure. <laughs> um, um, so I I'm I have a similar uh, thought process to you there. I I also. It should be clear, neither you nor I have read through the service agreement of Diablo Immortal. Maybe it says, you know, something about this, like buyer beware, matchmaking, whatever. I, I doubt it does. Yeah. I guess you also didn't read the service agreement. A guy that spends $100,000 on a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I, I ultimately, I come into this believing Blizzard patched it. Yeah. Almost, it seems exclusively for this guy or, you know, assuming that other people might spend that much. He may have had a couple weeks not being able to play, but he's able to play now. The idea of asking for a refund, sorry, buddy. You spent the money. I I cannot imagine that there's any justification in that. I I can't. What is? No, I couldn't imagine that that is true. Also, I love that the idea that they went to the programmers and be like, you got to work overtime to patch this game. And they're like, really? Do we have in the budget? Like, well, we do now. Like, this fucking idiot spent $100,000. He exclusively is funding you guys working on the patch. For the next three days of your work. Exactly. I do love the idea that you show up to BlizzCon, your own branded and exclusive convention, and people boo you. Like, that has to be a real, like, D23 is coming up, which is Disney's uh, Comic-Con version, right? right? And so people believe that Marvel's holding on to a few other things. Sure. Maybe X-Men or fan, whatever. And uh, to announce there. And I just couldn't imagine being like, and playing Wolverine is going to be, you know, whatever. Bob Hoskins and people are like, a hundred percent. Oh my God. A hundred percent. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't imagine that would feel great. I also almost feel bad for the people who did the announcements because it's, they're just kind of the face they're doing yes. it. But I remember they, they said at that announcement, like Diablo immortal and it's going to be on phones and everyone's booing. And then he's, his response is what do none of you have phones out there? And it's like, Hey, dude, that's not the fucking point. The point is that you're going to make us pay for for loot just like you did in Diablo 3. And just like you'll do with Overwatch 2. Just like you'll do with Overwatch 2. There's also the story, which I think has been blown out of proportion, of Overwatch 2. They they launched a survey just to get a a gauge of of what fans' reactions would be. And one of the questions was, would you pay $45 for a skin in Overwatch 2? And people use that as as a reasoning to say, like, oh my god, Overwatch 2 skins are going to be $45. And it's like, no, it's not. But if 2% of people answered that 
Yes. Yeah. There will be a $45 skin out there eventually. Would you pay $100,000 to break this game? Yes. And people, one guy's like, yes. yes okay, well would. then we're going to allow you to break this game. 100%. 100%. Well, that's the thing. All they're trying to do is gauge your interest and find the cap yes, on the price. Exactly. And so once they found the number that they like, whatever, 25% or something like that, they're like, well, that's what it is. $17. Have you ever spent money, not for skins necessarily, I guess I guess it is kind of the same though, but I'm thinking more of like the Farmville games, that sort of thing. I've never Since done- tapped out. No, I've never done it that. I bought, uh, um, uh, excuse me, a pack in NBA 2K this year. Oh, okay. And I felt so dirty. Oh, did you? And I'll tell you why. Because I got a really, really, really good card. Oh, really? My first Who'd and you only get? purchase. It was uh, a Joel Embiid 98 overall. Oh, shit. And it was like, they've got like a completely Byzantine system of like, this is a Mystique Opal. And you're yes. like, all yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, is yeah. that better than the Bronze of the Wizard? And you're like, yeah, kind of. And you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and you're like, okay, I don't know. Can someone show me the scale, the conversion system of these? Well, you know, Andrew, that's dumb. Bronze of the Wizard is obviously lower than Opal. I, that's really? Yeah, and yeah. What about what about Midnight Mystics, which is also another one? Okay, so Midnight Mystics is actually when the Wizard tries to turn their bronze into or opal and right. and fails at fails. it oh. that's sort of the the uh uh what's left over from yeah. the experiment still more valuable than the, right. the bronze mystic yeah uh or sorry than than the, the bronze of bronze. the wizard yes. the, the bronze of the wizard but not quite as as valuable as the opal see i'm I, you should have been sitting next to me while i was going I'm like is this good or not good i can't even tell Andrew, i've been asking you <laughs> so long to let me sit next to you mm-hmm. no that's We're, why we sit across from each other. That's why we sit across if from each other. If you're watching the video right on YouTube right now. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I, I got such a good player, and I was like, I feel gross. <laughs> and I don't like that. Because I also, this is another weird one, that I'm aware that I used to be really good at 2K. Uh-huh. I'm no longer good because it got really popular, and the nerds took it over. But is that... Nerds. Uh, nerds. God, you at home, nerds. Is... Uh, God, I can't stand you guys. And... Uh, they can barely stand. Oh, what is, what is that now? They're, they can barely stand. <laughs> they can barely stand. They've been sitting on their asses playing 2K so long. Exactly. And that's why you're better than me, and I'm bitter. Uh, is that uh, is that it now is tremendously popular. So, so many more people are playing. And right. So, therefore, like, if I have a great player like that, somebody's like, hey, this guy must be pretty good. Yes. And then I suck. And then they're like, they smoke me or something like that. I'm like, I didn't deserve this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so aware of like, I'm so sorry. I didn't deserve no, this. No, here's the thing. I honestly think... 70% of the people who who play consistently online are also buying packs every now and again. Oh, I be, I believe most people are. I just I just my my own ethos, my own code yes. and creed that I live by yep. will not allow me to do that. I I agree with that. I hate the balance. I hate it because it throws the balancing off. Yep. I I'm totally fine with paying for skins. I'm totally fine if you put a $300 skin and it's the coolest fucking skin in the game. I'm fine with that. Doesn't yep. affect the oh, gameplay. No, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay with me. Um, yeah, but it's all superficial. Yes. Yes. I can maybe leave it unlockable it for like an ungodly amount of in-game tokens. I'm thinking right. like Overwatch. Like you do get some coins. Like make it a hundred thousand coins yeah. or something like yeah. that. Something you really have to save up for. But like that's fine. If that funds the production of this game, if that brings in more patches, if that brings in more balancing and oversight for for the the well-being of the mm-hmm. game, I'm totally cool with that. I don't love the fact that if I want to play online multiplayer in a game like 2K, yes. I have to pay the piper. Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick shows up playing a flute. Like, <laughs> give me some money. Also, boobies. And you're like, Bobby. Bobby. Knock it off. Booby Kotick. Call me booby. Because <laughs> I think about, remember EA... Um, got in so much trouble. I remember EA. Yeah. yeah. Another another studio that is clearly going to get bought very soon. Yep. Uh, with the Star Wars game. 
Yes. Uh, oh, battle, uh, battle, Battlefront. Ba- battle, ba- uh, uh, Battlefront. Battlefront. Battlefront yeah. Two. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and it, they, you had to play like eighty hours to get Darth Vader, or you paid twenty bucks. It was yes, exactly. And you're like, oh, for fuck's like that is not what you're talking about. That is no, not no. superficial. He is the strongest guy in the game, and the guy that Star most Wars. people probably I've seen. I've, I've seen, seen Star Wars. Have you seen Obi Wan though? Oh man, Obi Wan twenty five dollars for Obi Wan. What if they do the second season as Obi Two? Oh man! They almost have to just for that reason. Hundred percent. No one else wants it. I did also love that they're kind of backwards announced Moon Knight season two because Oscar Isaac and the director are in Egypt together, and they were like on a TikTok and like, "What are you guys doing here?" Like, I don't know why. Wink. And I'm like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants. <laughs> Who's that? excited? By I this? don't know anyone. Actually, I did hear Triple Click, another podcast, a gaming podcast okay. that I listened to. They really liked Moon Knight, and I was like. You guys are wrong, though. Really? You guys liked? are wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, to be fair, the yes. one perspective that that I heard, I, it was it was one of the hosts, I can't remember which one, said that the reason they liked it is because they needed no backstory for Marvel. Okay. And it was just its own kind yes. of thing. And that I understand. That I understand is being an appeal to going like, oh, I don't have to watch 80 yes. hours of things. But at the same time, you hope that so if you if you don't have to watch Marvel and it's isolated, then you're just going like, well, this is just a bad TV show. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't what, care. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, a, it's not a bad Marvel show. It's just a bad. <laughs> it's TV just show a bad TV general. show. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you spent any more time playing any of your games? Have you caught up a little so bit? So I started on playing Stray games? because it was the easiest sell I've ever had with my player one of all time. Oh yes. Like she nearly threw me over the couch when I was like, you get to play as a feral cat going through the world, and she just like broke through the door like the Kool Aid Man <laughs> and played. I'm like, well, they can't play PlayStation for me anymore. I guess I'll play. Bleh, bleh, Read a book. Oh, oh, don't Andrew uh, stop God. talking about reading books. Uh, uh, uh. There's only so much I could do in my part when when the PlayStation is played, and then I look over and there's a stack of uh, don't do it, but they're covered in vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll read one of these vomit covered books. Books. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. speaking of uh, uh, oh, so you, you played it? It's some yeah. initial. So initial... I played a little bit. I can't wait to talk about it on the episode. It's a very interesting game. It's a very interesting yeah. game. I have a ton of thoughts on it. That'll be that'll be a fun one. We thought about doing it as a Patreon episode, mm. uh, just because it is a modern game. But I think there's enough to warrant us just talking talking tang, <laughs> <laughs> talking tang. <laughs> yeah, talking. I wanted to say talking puss, but I can't do it because. But it's a cat. That's what I mean. I'm not Bobby Kotick, guys. Uh, it's, which I need to say all the time. No, you do. I'm not Bobby I'm not Kotick. Bobby Kotick. <laughs> yeah, and like you're the, always wandering around the Activision studios. I know. I am playing a flute, dancing yes. around. <laughs> uh, it's like the end of an endor- like a like a government ad. So like, instead of going like, and I endorse this message, like, and I'm not Bobby Kotick. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. Everyone knows that. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, what the hell were we just talking no, about? <laughs> uh, I did. I, we were going to put it up on the Patreon. Oh, yes. Uh, we had a great response to our controller ranking, actually, just over oh. on Patreon, patreon.com slash retrograde podcast. You can join the Mushroom Club for $5 US per month. Growing community over there. We have a yeah. lot of fun releasing some bonus content we just released recently, uh, and it's two bonus episodes per per month. Also, uh, all of the gameplay segments from from each of mm-hmm. our games, the video and audio included over there. Um, we uh, we did a controller ranking where we took all of the major controllers that have been launched with consoles, and we're ranking them from S to D tier. Uh, some responses that we've had, I one little little teaser there. The PlayStation the, DualSense. Oh. The DualSense controller. No, I'm not talking about the Duke. I thought you were talking about the Duke, the Duke for a while. You may be surprised where we rank that. So go over there to find. But the, the DualSense controller, mm-hmm. I ranked an S. You weren't so convinced yeah. on that. It seems overwhelmingly people are siding with me on that one. Oh, uh, good for them. Bunch of nerds. No, good uh, for me. No, not really. Good for me because I was the one with the opinion. Isn't, no, but isn't it bad when a bunch of people with wrong opinions agree with you? Doesn't that make you feel weird? Actually, you know what it makes me feel? What's that? 
like I got a community Horny. address. <laughs> Horny. Ah, I'm not Bobby Kotick. Let's nice. fuck on a stack of PlayStation Five controllers. <laughs> Dual sense. Um, um, yeah. So, so uh, go over there if you yeah. wanna if you wanna have some fun with that. Uh, Andrew, let's get into uh, Street Fighter. Sure. The 35th anniversary, as we mentioned, August 12th, 1987. Mm-hmm. It's crazy now that we're talking about major games with a release date that far back. I mean, it's not the first one from this era that mm-hmm. we played, but it's back so far. A lot of people don't realize this. Because their first experience, I believe, would be with Super Nintendo, uh, the Super Nintendo's uh, Street Fighter Two. Yeah, uh, probably the most popular for the mainstream. I would say Street Fighter game, especially for people around I'd our so. age. But that means most of us just skip past Street Fighter One entirely. Mm-hmm. I, I never played this game. Did you play this game? Uh, no, I I think I've seen this game, but I never played it because I also think if I had played this game, Street Fighter Two has just washed over all those memories and gone like, oh, this is this game. It's funny. It's so different mm-hmm. that I feel like you wouldn't even have recognized it as being Street Fighter, Ooh, with the exception now. of Ken and Ryu being there okay. and one other notable character who we'll talk about a little bit later. Ooh, um, interesting. This game was out only in arcade. It did have some home releases, but none of them quite lived up to the the arcade version. They were all ports. Uh, As I mentioned, August 12, 1987, developed and published by Capcom, directed by uh, Takashi Nishiyama, who's uh, now famous for essentially creating uh, uh, Street Fighter to be the name, also known as uh, as as Piston Takashi is is the other the other name. Cool. cool. Holy shit. His nickname was Piston. Piston Takashi. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. As in I pissed this pot Mm -hmm. over here. Yeah, I got a nickname and it's Jin. This guy's Piston. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. Jin's a good one, Andrew. No, it isn't. Late night's a good one. It did, late night's a great one. I came one. up with both of them. I can't wait for all the people that were like, oh, I also love the PlayStation 5 controller. Jin's a good nickname. <laughs> like, how many wrong or wrong opinions can you guys have? Well, this is the thing. I released a, uh, we release all of our, like we cut these teasers on social media. Yeah. Uh, we put them on our TikTok, uh, put them on our Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter, at Retrograde Pod, at the Retrograde Podcast, et cetera, et cetera. You can find us. Yeah. And I, I did a very short clip a <laughs> bunch of episodes ago. You were talking about, uh, you reached out to the listeners said, hey you guys aren't doing anything right now you're uh driving in your car or on a treadmill or something i said andrew chances are they're not they're not on a treadmill <laughs> um you guys did not like that <laughs> so it turns out you're very sensitive much very sensitive and here's the thing you guys shit on me all the time on social media yeah. i take one pot shot and they're like unfollow yeah <laughs> unfollow <laughs> when people are unfollowing because of it Sometimes, yeah, oh, that's I got, I got such horse yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. If you have an issue with that, chase Mikey. Uh, <laughs> do it. Chase me. Chase, chase me. him. Chase Come me. Come on. The one athletic ability I have is very fast because I can't fight, so I need to be able to to run. He'll fast. admit wrong when one of you catches him. Mm. Um, all right, but also not in a threatening way. <laughs> just want to just wanna say. Uh, um, uh, so I don't know why piston. I piston. Piston. Oh, right. Piston and, yeah, and nicknames and, and, and all that yes. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it did, as I mentioned, get home releases in 1988 for the PC for for MS-DOS. Okay. You know, the Turbo, Turbo Graphics in 1989 eventually add ports to the Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, Armstad, CPC, Amiga, Atari ST. But a lot of them also really weren't the same game. The MS-DOS version is... I considered playing that oh for God. this because it's a bit easier <laughs> to get your hands on. But just it like is... Bobby Kotick. Just like Bobby Kotick one. <laughs> But it was it was wildly uh, a different game and yeah. not not worth playing. Uh, even this one for the Street Fighter Legacy is more of a museum piece, uh, like a proof of concept. It's not a great game, but it did do a lot to advance this genre and to change the genre forever. So uh, the development, as I mentioned, it was directed by Piston Takashi, but also Hiroshi Matsumoto. 
What, what that, was that? Piston, piston, I can't get over it. Name. It's so cool. It's a great fucking name. That fucking guy is awesome. Um, uh, Piston Takashi, I'm going to focus on him for a little bit. Sure. He's got a pretty interesting story. I can uh, imagine. Almost the opposite of Michel Ancel, who we talked oh, about yeah. in the Rayman episode, because he kind of refused to keep himself tied down to any of his successes. So oh. he, he was always kind of like developing one thing, moving on to the next, moving on to the next, moving on to the next. That kind of made it so that his legacy in the realm of Street Fighter is somewhat um, less impactful than maybe it could have been, okay. and I'll tell you why. So yeah, please. he started working with a company called Irem. Uh, he designed a game called Kung Fu Master, which okay. released in Japan as Spartan X in okay. 1984. Weird to me that the American version is called Kung Fu Master, and the Japanese version is called Spartan X. Yeah, Wes, so you think odd. like the, like the 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 North American association with Spartans, like oh Spartans, yeah, like, that's cool. Also. Yeah, no, that's true. But I think it was maybe just falling in love with the uh, 80s martial arts uh, rush of... Every, everyone in America loved martial arts. Oh, 100%. Everyone was like crazy about it. And this game as well was kind of based on the Jackie Chan movie Wheels on Meals. I don't know if you, have you heard I've, of that movie. No, I've not I had never heard Wheels of that on one Meals. either. And then a few different Bruce Lee games. Enter the Dragon would be one because it's kind of this international tournament. I'm sorry, I just want to make sure I heard yes. this. Wheels on Meals? Yes. Wheels on Meals. Not Meals on Wheels. Not, not Meals on Wheels. Uh, but that's actually what it was called. I had to type huh. that and retype it four or five times before I, I made sure that I was getting this one right. Uh, meals on meals. Uh, have you seen Enter the Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, same kind of concept. Love it. Uh, Mortal Kombat style, Absolutely. international, and Street Fighter, especially Street Fighter 2, the World Warrior. It's all kind of based on like, get like the Olympics of fighting. Like you're yeah. traveling the world to see who's got the best fighter. And also even more than that, the camera angle that they use on it to the dragon is the camera angle. You now know for fighting games. It was a camera True. set up with two people on either side of the camera. True. Then it would stay very still a lot of the time and let them See, come at each other. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's a good point because we're we're talking about this era between like 84 and 87, really, which is setting the groundwork for what would become normal uh, 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 controls, oh, yeah. normal camera angles in different genres in the industry. And they're this creating is, this the, is the template. Forefront. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like they're the setting template. up what, what all games will look like. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what this game does. So not only Enter the Dragon, but also Game of Death. Uh, which was was uh, a Bruce Lee movie. Yep. Um, the reason for 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 it having its its ties to Game of Death is because you would kind of go through like an an area, and then you would have to fight the big guy at the end of the area, mm. which they ended up using as as bosses. Yeah. Now, uh, Kung Fu uh, Master uh, was kind of thought of as like the first left to right beat 'em up game. Cool. So it was kind of given that credit. So Piston Takashi, like already kind of at the forefront, he was a designer on that game. He left Irem, I think before Kung Fu Master even finished, but he yeah. had he had already kind of like left his mark on it. Irem. And he left them for for Irem. Sorry, I'm just saying Irem. It's a very, very millennial company. But uh, what? yeah, why? Well, millennials love eating ass. Um, what is Irem? Irem. Oh, Irem. <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone get that faster home or am I just sorry about that? I maybe I was skipping two steps ahead. Maybe I'm maybe I gotta I'm, show my work like a math I, equation. I'm seeing it I R E M because it's, uh, it's yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 missing. Oh, that. that's less fun then. <laughs> but you know, uh, uh that old uh, uh science fiction novel, Rimworld, <laughs> that has a whole different connotation now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the band. Rim. Oh no, it's REM. Oh, it's okay. R-E-M. <laughs> it's R-E-M. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with Michael Stipe? Um, Miyamoto, 
yeah. uh, was actually the, the Shigeru. <laughs> yeah, the, the famous one. Yeah. Was actually the guy who ported Kung Fu Master to the NES. So oh, cool. kind of got his start with this game as well. So a game that like I really didn't know much about. Wow. But kind of has this sort of butterfly effect on the industry at the right. time. Uh, so Piston Takashi leaves Irem at the time. He goes to work for um, uh, uh, Capcom, mm. makes develops with them a game which is a spiritual successor called Trojan. Trojan kind of uh, uh, focuses more on 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 uh, parceling out sort of what Kung Fu Master started with. Also, sort of interesting because it it was his design in 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 Irem, but Capcom had no claim to Kung Fu Master. So this being a spiritual successor was almost mm. like a little bit of a coup. Oh, and you always wonder like if he had stayed with Irem and he developed. Uh, Trojan with Irem and then that led to which I'll get to in a little bit Street Fighter mm -hmm. would Irem have been the Capcom of the oh, who, knows? who knows who knows who knows these sorts of things wow uh, the, the butterfly effect sort yeah. of things uh, but there was an interesting thing about Trojan, which is that the Nest port allowed for a one-on-one -on -one version. So again, it was a side-by-scrolling uh, beat-em-up, but you could also do a one-on-one -on -one similar to Rival Turf where we played, where there was this kind of like fighting mode that you can do, uh, but this was much more preliminary. And uh, Takashi saw the merit in just the boss fight portions mm -hmm. of this and decided like, what if we made a game that incorporated the one-on-one -on -one elements as well as the boss fights? And we just made the whole game kind of about that. And you know what that kind of reminds me of? Did you ever play uh, uh, Warcraft? Oh, yeah. Like, like, like the later Warcraft, mm -hmm. especially when you have the heroes. And it was mods to Warcraft where you would just have the heroes and you would have like four people on a team controlling each of the heroes against four people on another team controlling each of the heroes. The heroes being like non-typical troops where they yeah. have sort of like their, their power-ups that you can use in the midst of a battle. You remove all the foot soldiers and you just have the heroes. And that's essentially what made the industry of, of MOBAs. Uh, like League of Legends. Mm. Uh, 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 and, and obviously that's like one of the biggest uh, the realms of, of gaming that we have right now, yeah. especially professional gaming. So you took one concept of an already proven success, built a game around it, and it created a whole new genre. And that's kind of what we have here. Right. So Takashi took the ideas that he got in Kung Fu Master, put them into Trojan, took right. the ideas he had in Trojan, and eventually made Street Fighter wow. in 1987. Cool. Um, it's, it's interesting though, once Street Fighter released... He then leaves Capcom to join SNK. Oh. And with SNK, he develops games like uh, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters. Uh, he was involved in the creation of Metal Slug as well, which is another game that we yep. did here. Yep. But you can see here how Michel Ancel was kind of like, he does Rayman and he's stuck with Rayman. He does Rayman 1, he does Rayman 2. He was a director, kind of loosely involved in Rayman 3, comes back for 4, does Beyond Good and Evil, does Peter Jackson's mm -hmm. King Kong, but then eventually comes back with Rayman Origins and, and Legends, and, and he's kind of like tied down by this one franchise. It feels like Piston Takashi is kind of the opposite. Yeah. He's like, that's the success, you guys take it, I'm gonna go do something else, right. and he always did. I don't know that he ever reached the the height that he would have been at at the release of Street Fighter 1. He wasn't there to experience the extreme heights of street fighter 2 but he was the guy who kind of did the groundwork and i think he also did some work on on street fighter 4 uh, uh at its release as oh well. that's cool yeah that's cool but it's so it's interesting because i want to see the changes from one to two you know mm. you're saying like this dramatic that i'm like okay you it's, know it's wildly different wow okay I, you can you almost won't recognize a lot of what you see in this oh, game cool that's great i can't wait to see it it's going to be a slower pace, though. Like, we did very early on in yeah. this podcast, we did Street Fighter 2 Turbo on the SNES. Yes. And it was good. But you and I are not fighting game people. No, we're not. And we should not. say that at the top. No, we're this not. This is going to come from the perspective of two people who even... Okay, as kids, I appreciated it. 
mm-hmm. because I I always had this this enjoyment of just button mashing and it was almost like like get, like like roulette at that point mm-hmm. you would just button mash we didn't know what we were doing and I know no. some kids did but I didn't when I was no. playing Mortal Kombat and I was I was just kind of like hoping for the best results on screen nowadays I get frustrated because I want to learn the inputs and I want to yeah. be able to do certain things and I have trouble uh, enacting them which is a, a me problem not 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 no a, yeah not a game for problem. sure. Um, the, the, uh, so this one's a little bit different. The, and people are often surprised at how limited street fighter, uh, two was compared to street fighter two turbo. Like if you look oh, back okay. at the original release, it's like the number of characters and the limited things that you could do. The limitations of street fighter one compared to street fighter two, the base edition are even less. So, so, uh, you play as Ryu. That's it. You're Ryu. Okay. There, there is no there's huh. no character selection screen. The only exception is a player two. If they come on board. They can challenge you in the middle of a fight. That's traditional Street Fighter, and that yeah. was kind of the first time that cool. this had happened in a game. They come on as Ken. Yeah. If they beat you as Ken, they uh, continue the single-player mode with uh, with with Ken instead of Ryu. Oh, so, so you cool. can technically beat the single-player as Ken, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Different sprites, same move set. So your, your, right. your, your player character is always going to have the same moves. Um, the original cabinet that came out in arcade, this mm-hmm. is actually fascinating. The hardware was very different from what you would normally see. So you know how what we've come to know, like describe a, a Street Fighter cabinet to me, like a fighting game ca- cabinet. Uh, it's all the characters, it's kind of bright colors. Just a control. Oh, controllers. It's yeah. like, uh, so this is a joystick and then there's six buttons. Yep. Because uh, highs and lows yep. and things like that. Yeah. So in the, in Street Fighter 1, the original one, they tried something different. I mean, not different necessarily because it hadn't really been established that you want the the six buttons. What they did instead is they had two buttons, a kick bunch, kick button and a punch button. Okay. Now that doesn't mean there's only two inputs, one for kick, okay. one for punch. The harder you press each button. Oh my God. That's hard, medium, soft punch. Oh no. Now it so, and it was almost like a punch, like punching the machine as you were doing it. They were like big, chunky buttons, big, chunky buttons, big, big chunky buttons. Big, chunky yeah. buttons. Uh, and you would hit them with, with a variety of, of, uh, of fervor, I guess, oh to God. change what you would do. Fascinating idea. But in the, practice, it didn't work as the well. Machines kept breaking. Probably. Yeah. The, Probably. Like, if I'm just, especially because people were roundhouse kicking them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just missing completely. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I I would love to see one of these things in practice, but eventually they changed that cabinet to the standard three and three buttons, yeah. so six total buttons, and that's kind of what has standardized in fighting games uh, across across the universe. Yeah, uh, we 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 believe every time that you see one that's not like that, it always freaks me out. Or yes. you see the big ones, like remember the ones you used to be able to get from home, like if you were a professional, you know, uh, you're we're not fight boys, but if you're a fight boy and you yes. wanted to be a professional fight boy, you get these ones that are the size of like a computer monitor. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and they yeah. Have so many buttons. And I'm like, oh, that makes me uncom- like it makes me uncomfortable. hundred percent, too much yeah. choice. And uh, you know, if people are big fans of of fighting games, they usually yeah, they get the 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 fighting sticks. Mm-hmm. Like they get like a, a new a game pad to play them. Some of them are like Street Fighter branded and all that. I've never had an interest in that. No. In fact, when I was a kid, I was always confused at the at the arcades because I played fighting games way more on consoles than I did in right. the arcade. So when you put those six buttons there, I was like, I didn't know what to do with them. So speaking of controls and stuff like that, and controllers that we were doing over Patreon, if you had to get professional fighting stick and board or whatever uh-huh. it's called. Uh, race car wheel uh, thing and maybe some oh, pedals yeah. or uh, a plane uh, joystick. I don't know what those are called. You know Ooh, what I mean? Throttle. Yeah. Uh, which one Which one is the one that you want to try? You know what? I think probably at this point in my life, I would say the flying joystick if there were a good enough game with it. 
Although I do, the problem I have with race with wheels yeah. is that it never feels one to one for me. Mm. You know, you're looking at a screen like I drive a car, and it just doesn't feel like in real life. How cool is that? You drive a car in real life. I drive a car in wow, real that's life. That's really cool. That's cool. I th- I think so. Yeah. No, it is. No, it's I, there it, is something very funny though that you're like, oh, fuck this commute. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't wait to play video games. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I know. There was <laughs> I saw someone who built themselves a whole rig. It was like uh like uh there's you know they have these simulator games mm-hmm. and it's it's 18 wheel driver simulator yeah. and he had like six monitors a full cab all that and the comment like he posted a video of him playing the truck simulator yeah. game and the guy's like. Just get a job doing that. Like <laughs> yeah. at this point, what are you doing, buddy? Get paid to do get it. Get paid to do it instead of paying to do it. Oh uh, like, yeah. Imagine he gets home from his his eighteen wheeled job and that's that's I know. what he does. Well, it's, you know, like Simpsons makes jokes about everything, but it's the uh, the the kids want to buy uh, like weed pulling simulator, even though mm. they just earlier didn't want to do chores. And you're like, exactly, so true. Well, they they have games like Lawnmower Simulator, yeah. and 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 Garden. Like it does, it is kind of weird when you gamify something, how much more enjoyable it is. Oh, for sure. This is we're talking about the Sims. Yes, like, exactly. Like I don't yes. want to go and talk to people. I want to go pay taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to get back to my job. Yeah. I want to go slap Mrs. Goth. <laughs> what? The Goths are real freaks. The, the Goths. We've are talked real about freaks. that in the episode. They are. They're that down. A, that was a fun episode. They're they're having a key party, and you need to attend. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's key that you show up there. Too. <laughs> yeah, and by key you mean a kilo of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Real freaks. Um, uh, so uh, the the this was one of the first fighting games as well to introduce special moves, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't come in the manual in the original Street Fighter. It was just like you would just have to kind of experiment with button presses, yep. and then that's how you would do uh, the the way they they called them in this game. You had Psycho Fire, which was the Shryuk, or uh, with, Psycho Fire, Psycho Fire, which was the uh, the, the Hadouken. Yep. You had the uh, Dragon Punch, with which was Shryuken. Okay. And then you had the uh, Hurricane Kick, which was Tatsumaki Senpu Kiaku. I, I don't know how close to pronouncing that right I was. I think you've done really well with the pronunciations in general, by the way. Oh, thank I just you very much. Say, I just want to say, uh, I think the confidence helps a lot. But uh, <laughs> those are better names. I understand what all those 100%. are. 100%. Like, you know, I, I, Hadouken is like a like universally known thing. Yes. But the other ones, I was like, oh, yeah, man, we really kept close to Hadouken, didn't we? We really did. Hadouken. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there you it's, go. I, I think actually in Street Fighter 1, there was an English dub where they would say like, Psycho Fire. Like, <laughs> like, and it's just like, that's not. No, what an insane thing to say a lot. <laughs> What an insane thing to say a lot. Psycho fire. Yeah. Can you yell? Watch, sci- out, watch out for my special move. Here it comes. Very secret. <laughs> Psycho fire. Like, isn't the you point to, to say it 10 seconds leading up to it yeah. as well? Isn't the point like supposed to be like that you're like supposed to surprise them with the move a little bit if you call it out before it happens? Or is it one of those like battle cry things of like you want to intimidate them oh, before you get there? Oh, yeah. Um, I, That's I, true. I, I know a lot of people who, who are out there listening right now are, are uh, and I know this from our listeners. Okay. This is kind of the demographic that we get because you're on this podcast, mm-hmm. but they are staunch supporters of the First Amendment. Um, um, the First Amendment, the First Amendment, okay. speech, yeah. free speech. Yeah, uh, and and here's the the the, the argument that they always use is, sure. is can you yell psycho fa- <laughs> fire in a crowded theater? You know, can you do it? Is it is it safe? I think if you yell psycho in a crowded theater, you're going to get people running more than if you say fire. I think if you yell in a theater now, <laughs> I think that's it. You need if somebody screamed in a theater, people are going for every exit. <laughs> hey, can actors yell fire in a theater? Can they say Macbeth? What would you? What do you think they'd rather say on stage? Oh, fire for sure. <laughs> have you ever? My favorite thing in the world because I still have friends who act. Yeah, and uh, is 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 not acknowledging. Yeah, mm-hmm. who act a fool? Uh, is not acknowledging them when they say uh, the Scottish play, I, and they look at you like, and you're like, 
Okay. Yeah. I saw a great rendition of, you know, the bards play yeah. and you just not giving into that. They're like, say something. Say, acknowledge me. Say, say the play so that I have to scold you. Exactly. And then go outside three times and spit. <laughs> or whatever the fuck you have to do. It's just like, I love, yeah, you're like, oh, it's just simple, but just like, ignore, yeah. Mm. I love, if you ever look up like why people can't say it, it's like, well, someone in the 1800s <laughs> died doing Macbeth. It's like, what other plays were you doing back then? There's the only play you could do. I, yeah, it was also like, yeah, because, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people dying. You're like, your lights were candles. <laughs> your lights were candles in a big wood building full of cloth. You, it's, there's no, it's nothing to do with Shakespeare and it's fucking nothing to do with Macbeth that why it was a fucking tinderbox that you all loaded hundreds of people into. Your prop deck dagger was a dagger <laughs> the skull you're holding up is an actual skull from the last person who played Macbeth. why are you calling him yorick what's happening right now or that's hamlet i guess yeah, yeah. Oh, who fuck cares i uh it have is, you seen there's there's this is totally off out of left field but there's an advertisement yes, for yes. a a version of of hamlet yeah at the stratford festival this, which is a local festival of plays and the the skull is the that what skull is crystal skull vodka and there's a guy in the billboard holding it and i'm like i love hate that so much i am gonna go so see much. that play apparently so, it's actually fucking i know amazing. i've seen yeah, the trailer yeah. looks really good but it's funny also it's so funny we have not talked about that yet we are running into the same thing the crystal skull vodka made me laugh so hard and also the fact that you could tell they found the three actors that are going to be in the play cast them early enough that they could take photos because everyone else in the photo has their back turned <laughs> yes. so it makes me laugh they're going like here's your three actors and some other people and uh, just a party know. just yeah, people at a party <laughs> sir yorick would you like another crystal skull vodka he's holding it up like dear york <laughs> you loved this vodka <laughs> this oh. is the mold of your skull um um yeah the uh holy shit dan Aykroyd. uh uh who, what a guy who would have thought who would have thought who would have thought he's a little unhinged no who would have thought he has like the most iconic vodka in the market right wow now? the bottle really sells itself that's I it think. right i don't even know if it's any good it's not and it, uh, good there you go and it's only because he loves aliens yes it's yes crazy. and you're like who would have thought he's weird it's like well he did write a scene where a ghost gave him a blowjob in one of his most famous movies <laughs> so maybe maybe we should have seen this coming i don't know yeah, everyone's allowed to be a little weird if yeah. they give us ghostbusters <laughs> go um, cross-eyed so Ooh. the the uh the story of, of this game you fight two fighters from five different nations uh uh you start with japan u.s china england no canada unfortunately mm, and if you do. make it through all of those you end up in thailand does include the bonus episodes the uh players you fight were you about to ask well a i was just gonna ask a question so the you can only play as the one character yes. but the opponents you're playing does change based on the country that's true okay just yes want to check. uh there are 10 different opponents that oh, you fight wow. you actually don't fight ken unless it's player two okay so that's kind of interesting as well in japan you fight retsu and geki in the U.S., you fight Joe and Mike, who's a boxer, so that, that's kind of interesting. Oh, uh, okay. I wonder, actually, I haven't gotten there, but I wonder if Mike is... Is, uh, what was uh, his name? Uh, uh, it depends on, it was Balrog. Balrog. In the U.S. Yes. version. There's the interesting story about the the dictator, the boxer, yep. uh, and the, uh, what do they call him? Shit, the, the, the bullfighter. Bullfighter, uh, Because yeah. you have Vega, you have... Uh, M. Bison. M. Bison, and you have Balrog in... God, I hope I get this right because I it is a very cool story and I I know it, but I'm probably going to mix up the names. M. Bison was originally supposed to be the boxer because yes. of Mike Tyson, but M. it was Bison. too close, so they had to change it. So they made uh, and Balrog was originally the dictator who Man. they ended up making. Or sorry, Balrog was 
maybe the bullfighter and Vega. I, I, yeah, I this something is where like I'm messing that. it up. But those guys. So internationally, when they're when they're announcing these, the names have changed. When they're announcing like professional fights, they do. Uh, they call them the dictator, the bullfighter, and the and the boxer. And the boxer. Yeah. See, I love that. Walked idea. into a bar. I also. <laughs> I also love the idea that it was like a BlizzCon type thing in 1985 and uh, and he's like announcing them and he completely gets it wrong and he's like and they're like oh I just could guess which just, I, guess. I guess we I like and Bison's now the dictator whatever you know, I guess you did it and like you know who announced it actually who Charlie Chaplin wow really yeah, 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 the yeah, little yeah, scamp yeah. himself the little scamp himself wow okay it's like have you guys seen my movie he was in black and white yeah when he was announcing yeah. this it was he's so weird always, he's always in black and white yeah people don't realize that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the, those movies weren't mm-hmm. actually always filmed in black and white some of the actors were just really pale <laughs> <laughs> really pale um, uh, so in US you got Joe and Mike uh, in China you have Lee and Gen in England you have Birdie and Eagle Bird and Eagle Bird that and sounds e- like a US group. <laughs> it to does me. Uh, and then in Thailand, you have Adon and Saget. Oh, oh wait, is Saget the other one? Fuck, I, I'm going to get so much hate mail for getting this wrong. For, for Please, three people, but I always forget. At Retrograde Mikey. Do, I don't want that. Yeah, do it. I, Tell them you're unfollow him and then chase him around for a bit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I need the exercise too. <laughs> Uh, so Saget is the mm-hmm. only character seemingly ah. apart from Ryu and Ken to make the jump from uh, one. Street Fighter 1 yeah. to Street Fighter 2. Wow, And that's I think cool. even at that, Saget may be only in Street Fighter 2 Turbo as a playable character. I could be wrong about mm-hmm. that, though. Uh, so the legacy of this game, uh, Final Fight well, was... Well, there's a huge <laughs> legacy, legacy apart, apart from Street Fighter oh, itself. Okay. Uh, Final Fight was originally... I think we talked about this in the Final Fight episode. was originally supposed to be called Street Fighter 89. It was going to be like a sequel. Ken and Ryu cool. were supposed to be the protagonists instead of uh, uh, Haggard and, and Cody or Guy, yep. depending on how you're playing. Uh, reception, the deluxe cabinet, the one with the punchies yep. and kickies, punchies and kickies, sold only around 1,000 units. Oh, so really? I bet you that is a massive collector's I item out there. I can imagine. Uh, the six-button version sold between ten and 50,000 units, okay. so pretty good as well. Uh, it reached the number one highest grossing cabinet in Japan in January of 1988. Wow. So a legacy in and of itself kind of changed the game changed the way we played video games but it wasn't really until street fighter 2 that the massive appeal of these games sort of took off before we go and actually play the game Mm. i want to take us through one quick thought experiment here please and this is kind of tough because capcom splits out the sales of their games between versions so Mm. street fighter 2 street fighter 2 turbo street fighter 2 alpha centauri street fighter 2 (laughs) whatever the fuck black opal black black opal (laughs) wizards of the wizard yeah. yeah (laughs) <laughs> there are a thousand different releases for every game, so yeah. it's hard to say exactly what their best-selling games are. It's probably Street Fighter Two and one of the variations of it. Um, um, but the top ten best-selling Capcom games. Uh, you want to go through of the all top time? ten of all time? Oh my god! Uh, okay, yes. So number one, I'm not going to make you guess because this Thank list is god. is not what you think it's going to be. Okay, number one, Monster Hunter World with 18.3 million units, okay. and I think largely that's because it is its own game it released on a variety of consoles and it didn't have like monster hunter world oblivion monster hunter world blah, blah, blah. you know mm-hmm. what i mean like they didn't split it up that much resident evil 7 biohazard okay. similar story okay. 11 million units monster hunter rise 10.3 million units resident evil 2 9.8 million Dude. units monster hunter world iceborne 9.5 million units resident evil 5 8.3 resident evil 6 8.3 street fighter 5 6.6 oh, wow. million resident evil village 6.4 and village oh, wow. yeah there's there's one notable omission so far street fighter 2 street fighter 2 
which comes in 10th place at 6.3 million units. Oh my God. But that I think would just be the base unit of Street Fighter 2. If you factor in turbo and you factor in all the different versions and releases, it's probably there. Also, very notable omission is one of their most popular games of all time. Maybe their best game of all time, in my opinion, Resident Evil 4, Mm. which if you factor in all the re-releases, probably would be on this list somewhere as well. Also, uh, Monster Hunter. Do we need to do Monster Hunter on this thing? Like, I tried so many times to get into Monster Hunter, yeah. and I just can't do it. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter World is the one that I tried most recently, and I just, for the life of me, couldn't get into it. Kudos to you if you can. Yeah. All the resource, uh, 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 the the grinding of it is just so annoying to me, yeah. and uh, I just I just couldn't enjoy it that much. Um, uh, that list came from Game Informer, by the way. Okay, Informer. And that's about it. Andrew, um, what are your thoughts on this one going into it? Well, now you've scared me off a little bit because I was kind of like, oh, I'm excited. This yeah. is going to be great. Because uh, the few because we're not fighting boys, so when we get to play an hour worth of fighting games, yes. it's a, it's really exciting because it's also a game where you don't have to do this fucking intro and this is, oh, like right. my father needs to be avenged. You're like, yes. oh, fuck, okay, yeah. great. Can't wait to hear about this guy for 30 minutes. You could just start playing. And, yes. and I always look forward to that. And to be perfectly honest, even to pull back the curtain that was probably on fire in the 1800s is uh when you and i have a minute to have like a drink and like sit down and talk and stuff like that we will we will boot up fighting games usually injustice or something like yeah, that like yeah like one of these games where we're like i don't even know if i like this but it's just fun 100%. to like you know whatever and that that goes back to my what i said about being a kid like yeah. neither of us know the controls no. we just button mash yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm excited to go back and play this game because we will have a winner. It's gonna be fun to go back and forth and shit talk and stuff. Usually Andrew wins at the fighting games. I am I, yeah. I don't know. I think in my head, I'm always trying to figure out combinations right. rather than button mashing. And as a result, I always lose because yeah. I don't know the combinations. <laughs> this is blind, stupid luck, and it is mine. And I, I have it. You know what it like reminds me of? Is, what was the WWF thing um, uh, where they actually did the boxing? The Brawl for It All? Oh, Brawl for It All. And uh, the guy who won Brawl for it was it was they got wrestlers to actually go in boxing matches yes. and fight each other. And someone who they Bart Gunn, I think. Was. Yeah, Bart Gunn, who was not supposed to win. They thought the best wrestler would win the boxing match, 100%. but it turns out he was the best because he would just go out there wildly swing and knock people out. And his reward is that he quote unquote got to box Butterbean. Yes. And to prepare for it, he tried to teach himself how to box. And he got his ass kicked. Got his and ass. Butterbean said, if he just went out there and swung the way he was swinging before, yeah. he could have gotten lucky with Absolutely. one. And he didn't. He tried to get too technical. That's me. I'm trying to get too technical when I'm not a pro. I should just be swinging my arms and I'm not doing it. You should. You should honestly close your eyes. Yes. And you might do just as well. 100%. Well, with that, <laughs> we're going to go play Street Fighter 1. Uh, visit it. Uh, Patreon.com slash podcast to see the gameplay portion. And until then, we'll see you in a couple minutes. We'll see you in two shakes of Ryu's tail. Right, his tail. I forgot about it. That must have been a Street Fighter 1 element. <laughs> the they took the area of the tail in number 2. He got it cut off by Ken. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> Just a reminder that you can now find our gameplay segments where we play through a portion of today's game and provide video commentary while doing it over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Retrograde Podcast. Join the Mushroom Club for $5 US per month for access to all the gameplay, plus two to four bonus episodes per month where we do things like character drafts, top 10 lists, and even take some suggestions from our community. So show some support to the podcast by joining the Mushroom Club at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for access to bonus content and all of our gameplay segments. We'll see you guys on the other side. Oh, hey, oh, oh, and welcome back to the retrograde. Hello. <laughs> wow. What a, what an intro, the power, the energy, the gusto. I, there was, there was a lot of pent up uh, frustration. I'm from the gameplay. I'm drained. I am. 
I am so defeated I in just, so many, in every every aspect of the world. I don't know if I ever want to play video games again. Walking to the last episode of the Retrograde <laughs> Podcast. Actually, on the last episode, we should do Street Fighter again, just to remind us, going like, oh, right, this is why we don't do this. Then if that's the case, can this be the last episode? Because I can't <laughs> do that again. No, that was legitimately one of the more frustrating experiences I've had on this podcast before. Yes. More frustrating than Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. <laughs> yeah, which Mikey nearly threw a controller. <laughs> nearly threw a controller. Um, also, yeah, go back and listen to that episode. That was a pretty good episode. That was fun. Uh, I think it was pre-better uh, audio setup, but it was still, mm -hmm. still decent. Um, this one, decent audio setup. Not a decent game. I'm I'm no. bummed out by that game. I I can see this feels like a beta for Street Fighter 2. Yes. It feels like a proof of concept for what would eventually come. And, and legitimately that is kind of what we were dealing with. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Bell, let's talk. Yes. If you're Canadian. <laughs> um graphics and design, pretty good. Pretty good. It's very similar to what would come to be known as like Capcom's aesthetic. Absolutely. It's you look at it and you go, this is a Street Fighter game, right? Yes. Like yeah, yeah. that's not that's even not. though it's different, like even though you don't have many of the recognizable characters except right. for Ken and Ryu, um, it's still it looks like an early Street Fighter game. No punches pulled, pun intended. Yep. Um music is there. It's not that noticeable. It isn't as iconic as the music from Street Fighter 2, mm -hmm. but it's pretty good. Like, yeah, it, it, it's good. fine. The, the level design, like what's going on in the backgrounds was was pretty decent. Um, <laughs> they really went with the greatest hits, though. Fighting in front of Mount Rushmore. Hey, if we're in China, guess where we're fighting? On the Great Wall. Yes. <laughs> we're, if, we're in, if we're in the States, we're fighting in front of Mount Rushmore. Yes. Uh, well, the other ones, I guess one was a temple. It was a temple. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Birdie's in birdies we were fighting in front of a pub yeah <laughs> we're fighting just in an english just street in, he he put down his cider to come kick our ass <laughs> yes. birdie so if you start in in england this giant joey ramon on uh bane's venom comes mm -hmm. out like he's twice as big massive. as you. he's literally the, his sprite is twice as big as you uh, but he doesn't drink Sprite. He no, he's a 7-Up. He's a 7-Up oh, okay. guy, yeah, yeah, exactly. More cool. of a LeBron I'm surprised Cool Spot didn't show up to kick the shit out of us. Honestly, could have. Yeah, he could have. Um, and he... Here's what you learn very quickly in this game. If you get hit by the enemy, they do massive damage every time. It's like you get three or four hits. If they hit you three or four times, you're dead. It'll, you yeah, need to hit them most. about ten times. Uh, yeah, at least. At least. Oh, at yeah. Least. No, you really need to pepper them. The balancing of this game is crazy. They win just about all the air battles. I mm -hmm. couldn't figure that out. Yeah. I couldn't figure how they kept kicking me. Is it planned where like if you jump, you have to hit before you'd like kick before you jump and that does yeah, a jump kick. It's like a rock, paper, scissors thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you do have the high, medium, low attacks, the heavy, medium, light attacks. But Jesus Christ, for the life of me, I could not, apart from cheesing, Yep. Which maybe that's just an element of it. I couldn't figure out a way to get consistently good at this game against the computer. No, one of the few rounds I won against the computer was because I got a lead and then ran away from them until the yes. time ran out. Yeah, and, and it I'm, worked. I'm proud of myself. I don't I care was, what I was proud said. of you too. Thank you. We lost our first, like, didn't win a round. Not a round. For 10 rounds? At least, yep, yep. At least yep. that. At yeah, least that. Going that. back and forward between the two of us. And then finally, I went on a three game win streak. And it just so happened that that was in America. Which felt personal. <laughs> you really kicked the shit out of those American fighters. And all did. the other fighters, you could barely touch them. Barely touch them. And then these ones, you're holding them up and just pummeling I, them to their death. Their faces looked rough Absolutely. by the end of it. Rough by the end of it. And that pisses me off. Like, what... Here's my thing. What's your thing? What has America ever done to the world? 
to deserve oh. that treatment in this video. Oh, game. okay. What has America ever done huh. wrong? Uh, whew, to not alienate a huge fan base, nothing. <laughs> and also, USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> mm, and um, I'm proud to be, be an American. American. Yeah. Uh, the the second fighter, because you, so you start off as we said earlier with you pick a nation between mm -hmm. uh, England, uh, America, Japan, China, and you fight the first fighter in there. It's either Birdie, I think Lee, uh, Ranky or something, I can't help you. and some Kyle or Kyle or something like that. He looks like a Kyle. <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe. Joe, right, because Joe and Mike. We beat Joe. We beat Joe. Joe is the worst fighter of the Joe street. Joe sucks. Birdie is the street fighter. Birdie's the UK guy. I can't imagine anyone beating that dude. Now, like, I do appreciate, though, that they all, even though you can't control your character, like, uh, there is no choice in your character, yes. all of their characters are a little different. So, Birdie's gigantic. Yes. And he attacks very, like, front-facing. And he headbutts like, a lot. He headbutts a lot, so he has his own unique movement, whereas I believe the Lee, Chinese Lee, fighter yes. yeah, was in a crouched position and was blocking Very defensive the whole time. And you're time. like, okay. And then quick, swift movements. Yes. Balrog, I, I call him Balrog, uh, Mike, who would have been Mike Tyson. Yes. Uh, only punches because he's a boxer. Yeah. So his low, quote unquote, low kick is an uppercut, which I've like, always liked that about I him. I do, and I like kind of like he's bouncing. He's bouncing and, around. You know. His his punches are very fast and very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, the other guys were, were a little bit more generic, like especially Joe. Like mm -hmm. Joe was, was, I think they wanted to be, like you mentioned as we were going into play him, kind of like Guile yeah. a little bit. He's got the blonde hair up in the air, like very quote unquote American. Um, but, High and tight. High and tight. But even the, even still, I can imagine this getting very stale. Because mm -hmm. if you're competing against someone, like Munch of the Variety. Munch of the Variety. Munch of the Variety. Yeah, yeah, delicious. When you were playing Street Fighter 2, comes in the fact that you can have anyone against anyone. Any of the, the playable characters against anyone. This is, is Ken versus Ryu, and they have the same moveset. Yeah, they're just one is one is in a red gi and one is in a in a white gi. That's that's typical of them. So I can imagine that this being a home console game. Like if this were what we had on Super Nintendo instead of Street Fighter Two, mm -hmm. like it has the same number of characters roughly. Uh, it has a pretty large variety to the to the uh, arenas that you would fight in. Probably yep. similar to Street Fighter Two, but the execution is much much worse than street fighter 2 oh god yeah it's and, and i think a lot of that does come down to the lack of variety in who you can play as yeah for sure and i, I agree with you like i also wonder the difficulty like there's just no way around it this is hard like so it, fucking and it's not hard even, man it's like we're not good like we'll no. be the first ones to man we're not good but it is just giving you have to be nearly perfect to beat them and uh you know mikey you, you were when you beat joe you know got I all did. the power to you but he said, I wonder what the difference is from number one to number two and number two taking off and being, you know, graphically better and all these different characters and all that kind of stuff. That's true. But it was used, it's mainly on consoles where most people have played it. Right. And I wonder if that difficulty just was brought down because it's like, well, we don't need to steal your money anymore. You already bought the game. Well, I mean... I know it was still number... It was yes, really popular yeah, it was in the very arcades. popular in the arcade. Don't get me wrong. I, I think the major difference was they definitely would have had a home market in mind for this. So yes. they couldn't make it blisteringly difficult out of the gate. And because of that, the single player is ramps up in difficulty, just like Mortal Kombat did as well, where it's like the first person you fight is going to be probably the easiest person you fight, regardless of mm. who it is, right? The difficulty doesn't necessarily come in who you're fighting. It's more about how many fights you've already won 
granted i think if i'm if i'm remembering correctly street fighter 2 was like always zangief was early and he was always just a walk in the fucking park yeah um but that which obviously it, when you look at him you're like yeah yeah you're like i easy. can take him I like, can take god that's this I mean, guy physically he's, the, a, he's a specimen yeah but when it's like okay guys it's time to fight and he just swings around with his hands to his side yeah. in that tornado move uh, chin up yeah you just kind of duck a little bit like a like you're getting out of a helicopter. Yeah, you just gonna put. Zangief, this is not a bodybuilding. It's competition. not a bodybuilding no. competition. This is this is a real street fight. Except I'm about to build my body count after I put him in the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let me know your mother's address so I can send her <laughs> home your ashes and then fuck her. And you're like Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Ryu. Do you think Ryu rips off the sleeves of his uh, gi? First of all, because it's awesome. Because it, it yes. really is. And then second of all, because Karate Kid. Oh, maybe. Because didn't Johnny have his? Sleeves cut off? Oh, maybe. But I think that was just the way his gi was made, no? Is I thought gi's, you have to have sleeves because like the gripping and stuff like that. I think it's just an aesthetic thing. And by the way, it works. It, it works, works so well. If I had me. arms like like anyone in Cobra Kai, yeah. including all the characters, like the TV show, all the nerds who just show up for one day to fight. Yeah. I'll take one of their arms over mine. Are you kidding? I, I do love that in that Cobra Kai show where people are like, oh, I'm a nerd. I've never fought before myself. And they have a 12 pack. Yes, like, exactly. What the fuck is what going is on? What is this about? What are you just caging that animal the whole time, buddy? I was like, I, I watched uh, uh, The Black Phone, the movie The Black mm, Phone recently. Yes. And uh, some of those child actors are bad uh get out of the industry don't know what you're doing there um one of them mm -hmm. is he's like a fighter oh and he's a great fighter you can see it in his form when he's fighting he's like really good uh but he is one of the worst actors i've ever seen ah, in my life can't have it all but i was watching him fight like yeah that 13 year old could kick my ass oh yeah it's a weird feeling how young do you think like so like a 13 year old exquisite martial artist yes. right so i think a 13 year old could kick the shit out of me how much younger, if they are the best at martial arts, do you think they could get before you're like, I have a chance on this one? Oh, man. See, 13 is kind of it, but I've seen some yeah. really big 13-year-olds. I was going to say. No, that's 13 because that's, that's close to like grade nine. I've seen yeah. some, I've seen some that kick the shit out of me. They have more but energy. I, they're more flexible. <laughs> I honestly think, though, from a sheer size perspective, mm -hmm. have I ever seen an 11-year-old that could punch hard enough to really hurt me? Yeah. I don't think so. I think I'm going to go to eight. Eight? I think I could kick the I shit out of an eight-year-old. No, I know I could kick the shit out of an eight-year-old. I've done it plenty of times. <laughs> Absolutely. But can I kick the shit out of a, a martial arts master 11-year-old? I think so. I don't 11, know. 11 is young, man. I know you don't think so. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't know how you turn this into that. Uh, you at home. Uh-huh. At Retrograde Mike, yeah, Retrograde Andy, Retrograde Pod. What's the age you feel like you could kick the shit out of a it's kid? It's a great question. I Honestly, it really says a lot about you, and it says a lot about... Very talented 11-year-olds. Very talented 11-year-olds. No, I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's an 11-year-old on the planet who could beat me up. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. If you have any at home, send them, <laughs> Let's make this send them towards Mikey in a running competition. Meet me on the Great Wall of China. <laughs> well, round one went to me. Mount Rushmore it is. <laughs> this one's for you, George Washington. Proud to be American. You would have loved this song. <laughs> He's also like, what's that flag? You're like, oh, I got to tell you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so so we we got fed up with Birdie. Birdie was the guy who I think is, is just the best. Yeah, that really crushed any hope we had. I was audibly, visibly, physically frustrated. I didn't want any more to do with this. I want, I'm going to release some screen caps of, of the gameplay portion of Mikey. And myself, I, I, I got back I, in the first round. 
snapped when I lost. I was yes. Because like, I also came really close to you winning. Say, well, that took 30 seconds. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God. And so we'll, we'll release some screen caps to show you how frustrated we were. There is an element to that, though, because you came close to winning your first round, first round. And then you started to overthink it. Yeah. And I, the only thing I thought, because I realized every time I jump over an enemy, they hit me on the other side with a leg sweep. So that was my only strategy. Mm -hmm. Anytime someone jumped, I would automatically leg sweep the other way. And yep. if they jumped over yep. me, I'd get a hit on them. That's right. how I beat you. Yep. That's basically all, all it, most of the hits I got, you were low leg sweeps and the odd jump from across the stage <laughs> to, to <laughs> did, lower you. Did I mention Mikey beat me every time as well? I didn't it's win twice. at all. It's twice. Yeah, both times. Didn't you, you bit, you won a round though. I won one round by running away. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And then I gave it to you the next round. <laughs> yeah, I said, I will find you. Pummeled me. Pummeled <laughs> yeah, yeah. No running this time. Well, so so we did the iconic thing where I was fighting Birdie and you press start and it said a new challenger is arriving. Yeah, fun. And then I think it said good luck, which is weird yeah, as well. Yeah, it's very strange. But it's, it is funny. It's, it's funny. It only said it to me, which was weird. Yeah, it, said, yeah, it, it looked at you and it, it gave you a little like elbow to the, to the gut. It's like, good luck. Good luck. And I'm like, oh, that feels weirdly Thank personal you, and insulting. Yeah. The but it was it was funny though because the the game got better when it was you versus me not because it was a more manageable AI like we were both bad at the game but because when you Which get hit it's not it's not the end of the fight no right like yes. when you get a headbutt by birdie yeah and by the way headbutt by birdie was my band name in <laughs> high school um the the you lose half of your health yes and because he moves forward you're like well that's it for me nothing i can do here i'm stuck well andrew that's so weird yeah because you were just standing stark still for about eight minutes okay you yeah. like a ventriloquist right you would only know this if you're watching this over on our youtube oh youtube page uh, on, but you on, just snapped back into I'm it back right now. there back, okay baby. good so sorry for the technical difficulties over there but andrew refused to move i did no but it's true birdie would corner you and he was so big and intimidating mm -hmm. that it just felt like you don't stand a chance against well, you him and it turns out you did you don't in the first place anyway yes and now all of a sudden he's got you in the corner you're like well good can't jump over him can't do anything I'm nobody whatever. puts birdie in the corner no birdie puts you in the corner <laughs> yeah birdie does whatever he wants with whatever you. he wants you know what there it's were birdie and bobby Kotick. those <laughs> the two people that do whatever they want to you and then there's some big guy jacking off into a fern back there too. I don't know what no. he's doing. Um, uh, the one thing I, I did like about this game, not the one, well, one of the few things that I liked about this game is, uh, is the inclusion of the things like the uh, Shuriken. Yeah, that was or the cool. Hadouken. Yep. You know, occasionally we didn't figure out how to do it. No, nope. you can imagine playing this game in the arcade back in the day and it happening every so often. Yeah. You're like, oh, everyone stop. Whoa! What the fuck? Yeah. Do you think people would like, let's each put a quarter in. You go to one side, I'll go to one side. We're mm -hmm. going to do every button press we can do until we figure out how to do it. Abs absolutely, that's yeah. the way it is. I know. And I, it's, it is cool that is like the payoff to these kind of things and makes you want to come back because yes. like, oh, I did it. Yeah. And, and I will say, even though our, you know, it took 10 to 20 punches to knock out your opponent, a couple of the Hadoukens, man, a Hadouken took like a third of the health off. And you're like, oh God, they good. do. I think the, the cool thing about the Hadouken and, you know, people can tell us whether or not this is still the case in Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. Probably not because it's, it's a lot more, it's much more commonplace. Getting hit by it, like you said, takes off quite a bit of health. Oh yeah. So if you do it close up, it's harder for the person to predict and block it. Uh, if you do it from across the stage, it still moves really slow, so it's easier for them to block it. But to do it close up is a risk-reward thing because the input takes longer. So you really have to kind of catch them uh, or maybe all. catch them ca catch them all. It's like a puck, 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 oh, Pokemon. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, God. It's so funny, though. You watch this and, you, or excuse me, you play this and it's the beginning of fighting games. And yes. there are so many of the like Marvel versus Capcom or Smash Bros or something like that where you're like, man, wouldn't that be nice right now? Something yes. else. 100%. You Just, know? I, I can't play this game without realizing how much better every other game, Absolutely. Uh, every other fighting game that I currently play even though I play them seldomly, is. Oh, yeah. Now, with that said, I think it's about time to get into our reviews, Andrew. Mikey, nothing would make me happier. Well, what about never playing this game again? Oh, that's uh, higher up there. That's also <laughs> one. This is two. Uh, yeah. Birdie, that's pretty low. Birdie's pretty I don't low. Wanna, don't want to play He doesn't make again. me very happy. No. Uh, uh, so, uh, as, as we mentioned earlier, usually what we do is we we play games that we've played before that we had an affinity towards. Because yeah. neither you nor I had played this game back when it came out in 87, uh, we're going to be giving it a rating out of four bits based on what we think we would have thought about it had we played it when we were little kids mm-hmm. around this time in arcades all across the world. And then we're going to give it our modern ranking also to four bits, which mm. is how the game holds up in the modern day against like some modern games like Stray, like Stray. NBA 2K, yeah, like all the other games we want to talk about, like Diablo Immortal and all the rest and all the rest, Andrew. So start us off your review out of four bits based on what you think you would have thought about this game had you played it back in the day. Wouldn't that be great that if Stray just kind of demented us for the rest of our lives and we're like, not enough cat content in this game, it's, you know, like from here on out, kind of true, but it is true. There it's was like, no can cats. you pet the dog? Like you should yeah. be able to pet dogs in every game now. And it is honestly a requirement at this point. The you people d- have people have patched it in. After you weren't able to, they really in because they get they get exposed on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, they get doxed. They get doxed. They get dogs. They got. Do- <laughs> um, okay, so here's what I would have thought as a kid. I wouldn't have liked it. I, I I don't. This is a very limited game, and since I wasn't a fighting person, and really well, you were a pretty limited kid. Anyway, but that's not like it's not a one to one. Okay, it's not it's not an Opal versus Bronze of the Wizard. Right. No, okay, you understand that. Uh, is it? this is like the hardest version of a fighting game. Yes. You, you have to do all the parts of the fighting game that I don't like about fighting sure. games. You have to memorize shit. Yeah. And it's so, it's not like, oh fuck, I got I got a Pikachu and I can throw it at you yes. now all of a sudden or, you know, whatever. Knock you off the map. You have to memorize things. You have to be Is that a Smash Bros. reference? I think so. Yeah. Who cares? It, you have to be very patient. And that's the thing that I would have not liked right. as a kid. Right. I would have hated this game. I just straight up would have hated this game. Now, would have I liked the Street Fighter element of it and maybe it was in a franchise I like, so I'm not going to give it like an absolutely, you know, putrid score, but I'm going to give it one and a half. Yeah. Because oh, I didn't like okay. it. Yeah. I I think you're, I almost, I may, maybe not. Because I can, I can imagine walking through an arcade and seeing this game and playing it and being like, that was good, but I would never want this on my home console. Would, would you put a second quarter in? Oh, you're really thinking about it. Yeah, probably a second. Oh, quarter. you would. No, okay. but here's the thing. Yeah, I'm still not going to give it as high as a one and a half. Because You're going under one and a half. Okay, for context. Whoa. When I'm walking around arcades, yeah, I'm born in '89, ladies. Nice. So I'm probably hitting up the arcades in '93, '94. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm still pretty young. Like my first arcade experiences. By that time. I would have had other opportunities, well, other true. games to yes. play. Now, that's not to say that only new games were good to me back then, mm-hmm. but it is to say that there were a lot of better games at that time that I could have played much more uh, well-realized versions of Street Fighter in the form of, I don't know, Street Fighter 2. Yeah. So can I give it a subjective review based on what this game would have meant to me in 1987? No, I can't. But these are subjective reviews, and I very seldom would have put a quarter in this compared to something like Street Fighter 2. It was just bigger, flashier, better, music's better, moves are better, character selection's better. This one's a one out of four for me. Okay, wow. And honestly, if I actually played it as a kid, it probably would have been a .5, but I'm I'm holding a little bit there because if I told... 
had my kid play this game, I would have tried to impose on on my kid the how meaningful a game like this yes. was. I, I think it deserves some consideration for that. But for the subjective score for back in the day, it's it's a one out of four. This is the problem with this is that, you know, so that's two and a half, by the way, for our retro scores. Yo, Yikes. Uh, so we get to our current score. I'll just kind of lean into that with this is the problem is if you take the name Street Fighter off this game, what are we giving it? Right. You know, and that's the problem is that this game's just not good. You know, it is completely functional, but it's just it's scaled so difficult that it's just it's beating all the fun out of the game. And right. that's ultimately why I play video games. I want to have fun. I want to be challenged and not like this. Right. So I, in my current score, I, I'm going to give it a one, but I should give it a point five. But I'm going to give it a one just because it is I could see the parts. And if I was that person that could really get into the things that would make this game good. Sure. But it's just not for me. So one out four. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's tough. I, I'm struggling a little bit with my modern score. I mean, we have the potential to go for a zero, so there's still space. If yeah. You give it a 0.5, but does it warrant that? I really agree. If you take the name street fighter off mm-hmm. of this, what do we give it? Yep. And this is where we're going to get a lot of backlash because fans of fighting games are probably good at this game. Oh yeah. They probably are. And they probably think like, well, just get better, you know, get good, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, typical mentality, mm-hmm. and you'll enjoy the game. Modern game design, which is what we're talking about, this yeah. game in the modern day against likes of modern games, has a way to tease you in, to pull you in. Mm. And even Street Fighter 2 realized this. It wasn't immediately unforgiving right off the bat. There was a way to play it for the first time and maybe win your first fight. Yeah. This is not that. No. And that means it's, in my opinion, poor modern game design. Yeah. So I cannot accept when someone says, just get better and you'll enjoy this game more. For one of the very few times that we've ever done a game on this podcast, I found myself thinking, I legitimately don't want to pick this up again. Like like two rounds in, I'm like, fuck this game. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. unfair. Mm-hmm. It feels unbeatable. Now, would there be satisfaction in going through and beating it just for the sake of saying that you did? Learning the moves, well, sure. learning the timing? Sure. But there are plenty of games that you can say that about. And I wouldn't enjoy doing it for this game apart from just checking something off my bucket list. I found very little redeeming qualities about this. Even the fact that when you lose, it's the same taunting message you get from the opponent. No, regardless of who the opponent is. I'm giving this one. Fuck it. A point five out of four. There we go. So a point five gets us to a four combined score. Four out of 16. Um, Not how I thought we were going to do. If you had told me we were doing a Street Fighter, I'm like, yeah, you're going to give four to 16. I'm like, no fucking way. No fucking way. What's wrong with the game? Yeah. Turns out, lots. (laughs) Let's let's go back and look at Street Fighter 2. Episode 20 for the Retrograde Podcast. Don't go back and listen. We're telling you. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Uh, if you do, let us know why you hate it. Actually, I don't think you can anymore because oh. our feed only goes up to 200 ah. and we're at episode 222 or something like that at ah, this point. You just missed it. Sorry, guys. Just missed it. Oh, oh shit. No. But maybe we'll bring it back in a, a modern retelling like we did with Mortal Kombat. I think we have to. I think we, I think we have to. Yeah. Retro score, a three and a half for you, a four for me. In the modern day, you gave it a three, I gave it a three. And I think that was pretty, you know what? Generous? Like, yes. Because knowing our affinity towards yeah. fighting games, I think we were a little green, maybe a little bit worried. But but I do think similar to Mortal Kombat, going back and playing that game now, uh, we would have had a little bit more of a, a, a an appreciation yeah. for it. Okay. We've we've gotten better at retro games. Sure. Um. So no, that's fair. Do you want to uh, uh, make our way over to the awards? Uh, Absolutely. To, to the red carpet and see if this uh, this game wins any awards. Todd, you ready to go? 
Todd's ready to go. Okay, let's let's walk okay, over let's to Todd. And, yeah. Uh, the red carpet that is colored the same as as Ryu's headband. Let's 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 go stand <laughs> on it. Or hair in this game. What? We talk about he's a redhead. Redhead. He's a redhead Weird. in this game. Yeah, he's okay. he's as, as red as Ken's geek. <laughs> You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous award ceremony of the week, ladies and gentlemen, the Grady's. Well, here we are. Wow. The glitz and glamour. It's time for an award show. Wow, you're hosting. You should do the intro and stuff like that. That's uh, good. Elliot won't let me. Producer okay. Elliot uh, has somehow garnered more power in Sad Styles Productions are than you, we have. Are you, are you birdie-sized? He's this, birdie-sized. Yeah, he, he is. He may be the only guy who could beat Birdie. He is as he really? jacked as Birdie. Why didn't you protect us against Birdie? Why didn't you do anything? Fucking coward. You are a coward. Don't. I, I'm hey, sorry. Okay, I'm, sorry. Okay. I'm your boss. Right, hey, whoa, we still, whoa, okay. Did we write it? Did, we, we own Sad Styles, right? I think so. Last time I checked, he's, I don't know. He's rocking. He's cock of the walk. Pretending he really like he is. He's really. He's here. really Bobby Cottaking over he's here. He's really Bobby Cottaking. <laughs> That's walking his cock into a room. That's <laughs> Elliot. You have a wonderful gi on, which I like. Why don't you reach into one of those uh, torn off sleeves of yours, <laughs> grab the envelope, and let us know the awards this game won. The worst buy Hall of Fame. Oh. And. Oh, no, 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 no. What the fuck are you doing? The Uva Bowl Memorial Dead Pixel Trophy. Shut the fuck up. Ooh, yikes. A, a classic Mikey. Hi-chi, chi-chi. chi chi That yeah. is the worst spy hall of fame. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Mikey, they just heard it. Beep. <laughs> well, listen, I'm just reiterating to them. Okay. Maybe they, maybe they actually, that's very ableist of you, Andrew. How would they hear any of this then? Well, oh, oh, wow. Everything <laughs> is so binary. It's so black and white for you, Andrew. Don't do this. It's, Don't do no, this. It's very ableist because some people, and this is, they're just I'm not a scientist. No, that's good. That's good to establish. Yeah. And just like you established, you're not a doctor earlier. No, I'm not episode. a doctor. I never have been. Are you a TV producer? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's my production company. Stop no, laughing because no, no. this is, now we're talking. I'm so sorry. An ableist would laugh at, at something like these things. Some people cannot hear drops. Really? Yeah. They're, they're they, they were, if you were dropped on your head as a kid, you can't hear drops. Oh, I didn't know that. How do, your brain can dis, dis, distinguish which ones are drops and which ones aren't. Mine can. Wow. But some people can't. Some people can't. Wow. That's I'm sad. not a scientist, Andrew. That's sad. The funniest part of these episodes are the drops. <laughs> I know. Probably true. <laughs> yeah. So it's too bad they have to hear the other sludge that we're throwing out here. Uh, yeah. The uh, uh, So the, the worst by Hall of Fame is a current score below a two and the Juve Bowl Memorial Dead Pixel Trophy. An overall score of six or less. Oh. Uh, that is the almost the equivalent of the Chevy Silverado Like a Rock Dwayne Johnson & Johnson Family Company Trophy Hall of Fame trophy. Yeah. Um, but a little bit more room, actually, for the Juve Bowl. Yeah, I thought we reduced it, but whatever. You know, it's a six or less. Because, yeah. Because didn't we put a two or under on one of these awards? But, yeah, I think so. Because the Chevy Silverado is a 14 or higher. Yeah, so it should be two or less. I think so. Yeah. So, uh you get the award this time, Street Fighter, but the next time... But you watch yourself. <laughs> no dice. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna make that change for everything moving forward. How there we that? go. Okay. Uh, so so there will be a cutoff canonically for those of you managing the wiki. Yeah, for, for you guys managing Retro Wiki, uh, it, it technically gets it, but in name only. In name only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so there you go, Mikey. We just played Street Fighter. We did play Street Fighter. Which sounds like such an ex exciting expression to say out loud. Except it wasn't. It was the wrong Street Fighter. But here's the thing. In okay. all of the collections, all the re-releases of Street Fighter, every mm -hmm. time you get back on the wagon with Street Fighter or yep. they, they have like a, an old selection of the games on a newer console, turns out Street Fighter 1 is usually ignored. So we're not alone in thinking that the, the formula just was not quite there no. by the time that this one came out. So no. what, what do you want from us? <laughs> what do you want from us? Uh, I know what they want from us. Blood? 
blood and our closing segment of today's episode oh, closing it is say with me andrew oh no three cent ten, ten says, says to you, you might guess, guess the game, the game. Where we take uh, a video game, a modern video game, yes. or, or retro video game, and we try to describe it in three generic sentences and see whether or not we can come up with the game. Okay. This one was submitted to us on Twitter by Alan Trickman, at here underscore two underscore chortle. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give this to you. I, I did it myself already because I needed to know the answer as well. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. If you submit them in the future... Keep the answer in white so that you have uh, to yes. highlight it so that Mikey and I can play together. That's a good one. Yeah, send them to the, to our email, uh, theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. That, that'll work as well. Uh, we're going to try to do one of these every episode. Okay. So I did this one, and I will say I got it. Oh, fuck. Okay? Oh, crap. So I'm gonna, we're going to go sentence by okay. sentence. All right, here we go. Sentence number one. He says number one. An orphan kills his adopted father, then starts collecting jewelry. Starts collecting jewelry. Oh, that feels like a real clue there. Um, okay. I'm going to need clue number two. Okay. Collecting jewelry. Colonel Mustard. <laughs> in the library. Well, you said you're going to need clue two. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I was okay. like, that feels very obvious. So it's sentence clue. one, I'll read it again. Orphan kills adopted yes. father, then starts collecting jewelry. Okay. Sentence two. Yeah. Travels space and time through the power of song with his sidekick. Oh no! I do. Uh, okay, just space and time with a sidekick. And now here's here's where it might oh, get a little no. bit confusing. Sentence number three. So yeah, I'll read them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one: Orphan kills his adopted father, then starts collecting jewelry. Right. Number two: Travels space and time through the power of song with his sidekick. Number three: Gets engaged to a fish. You got this. I did. Which one did you get it on? Uh, you know what? I because I saw them all at once. Yeah, I I just I had all of them. Oh my god! But I god. think I, I think I would have gotten it on my on this on the second sentence. Second one. Yeah, the third one actually kind of threw me off a little bit more than anything. Oh my god! I guess engaged to a fish, like a mermaid, maybe or like okay, it's, traveling space and time through song. That should be obvious. That is the one that gave it away. To that me. should be obvious. What is this? What is this it, game? It is a. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Because it is a blind spot for you. Oh, oh, crap. Is it Zelda? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Ocarina it's the Legend of, of Zelda Ocarina of Time. He marries a fish? He marries a Zora. So basically, there's an exchange of, of jewelry. Yeah. And it just so happens to be an engagement ring. Uh, so technically, uh, they're what, engaged. Uh, Who's the sidekick? Epona. Uh, okay, the, the horse. And Navi. Okay. Technically. Yeah, so probably more Navi. Navi. Uh, and then the adopted father is the Deku tree because you technically kill the Deku tree oh. uh, in the first level. So that one kind of stumped me a little bit as well. Well, here to chortle, you got me. Hey, we're here to yeah. congordle you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm glad you did it. No, yeah, Mikey looks really... <sighs> yeah, your brain hurts, doesn't it? You didn't like Fuck. that. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't like it. No, you didn't like it. You said it though. Like it. It but I down. love the submission. And we I want do. more of those yes. submissions because we want more of those. Uh, so, hey, if you if you have a submission or a question you want us to reach, we're going to reserve this time at the end of each episode for a little bit of uh, listener interaction. Yeah. We've got a, 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 a kind of a, a bank of those things. We didn't know where to fit them in. We're going to start episode by episode having one submission, either of the three send 10 says to you might guess the game. Oh, Jesus. Or <laughs> it's, it's good. It's I, okay. That one doesn't hurt you. No, that's good. No, that was good. That that's like an elixir. It brings three it back to life. Ten says to you, my guess the game. Everyone gets it's three ten to Yuma, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Of course. Oh, okay. No, no, that's, okay. All right. That's part and parcel with yeah. the yeah. No, they and get then it. we also been weirdly getting questions for like life advice. 
And oh, yeah. So we might start reading some of those as well. So if you've got some questions if you want us to answer or weigh in on your life, we're it's, here. It's gaming-related yeah. life advice. Yeah. Uh, a couple people unrelated actually <laughs> sent these to us. So we're, we'll, we'll address those and it'll be kind of a talking point. Yeah. Uh, any questions, anything you have, we're going to start building up more of a stockpile and, and getting through them episode by episode. So, Absolutely. That's uh, that's all I got to say, Andrew. Well, that's all. Thank you so much, Alan, for your submission. We want can't wait to read out more submissions that are coming up soon. But until then, we love every single one of you, and yes. we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name's Andrew Baskin, and with me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself, Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Hadouken! Want more retrograde in your life? You can visit our website for show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey, at RetrogradeAndy, and the podcast at RetrogradePod. Or Instagram at TheRetrogradePodcast. For bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash theretrogradepodcast. Send your questions and business inquiries to theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week, D-Pads. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. No punches pulled, pun intended. Yep.